your boy Sway. I'm Sway from MTV News and after the smashing success of the Ope Out I feel blessed and honored to say we are back with episode 58 of Knifey Lion, Lion Radio, Radio. Oh, baby, we are the gift. My name is Jonah, and I'm just waiting for the sponsorship contract to be signed so I can blow your fucking mind. Joining me today, though, another ope-wearing sensation, it's Zach. Good day. He says good day. Also joining me, the man who played through broken bones in his feet to lead Pride 2 to another defeat. I'm a rhyming machine. It's Nick from Soccer. Howdy, howdy. What's up with your feet? Nice. Oh, Nick, I meant to ask you, Zach gave you the Ope shirt. Did you just change right there in the stands? I did. Um, it did feel kind of uncomfortable. Uh, there were children <laughs> in the vicinity, and uh, but I, I got through it. So, Zach, what'd you see there? <laughs> well, I often, uh, if I don't like the neck on a shirt, I'll wear a second t-shirt underneath it. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was doing. Nick apparently doesn't like to double up when it's warm outside, so he uh, he was shirtless for a minute. Real nice. The real super fan. <laughs> Today, we have the honor, the duty, the responsibility, the privilege to talk about the 2-0 wackadoodle against the New York Red Bulls. We'll do a very shallow surface level recap. recap. We'll make lemonade out of lemons when we pick our FCC Man. of the week. Who got most, who got smashed most decklishly? I don't know. Deckle smash. Kevin, are you out there? Save me from this hell with a brand new. And we'll take a look back at our preseason game by game predictions in a little segment I'm calling Remember When. We'll talk super crazy in the cornucopia that is. Popery. Zach. What up? Feeling excited? Oh, yeah. Nick. I got my shirt off right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> Jonah's, Jonah's shirt is off right now. It's been a crazy day getting the pool together. I'm sleeveless, but you know, I'm a pool guy. Folks, happy Memorial Day to you when you're listening. Let's be real. Is anyone, is out, anyone there? out there? I'd say 30% less of you listen after a loss versus a win or a tie. And I get that, folks. I do. Who wants to hear us wax poetic about a mostly bad team? Folks, I get it. But we'll be there for you. Holiday or not. Yamaste. So hopefully we're being blasted from your Bluetooth floating pool speaker right now. That would be my Memorial Day wish for you. Also, our president lied about bone spurs. Let's get into the recap. recap. Starting lineup sponsored by Zales. Waston Lama, Uyoa, Adi Daplan, Richie Amaya, Hoyt, Hoyt, Stanko, Ledesma, and Alvis Powell. Some things that might jump out at you. Adi returns to the starting lineup. Lama returns from injury. Amaya, you just can't do without him. And uh, Hagland, after Nick really doomed him on the season, remains on the bench and Ledesma starts. Powell starts. Zach, you first. I got to ask the question. What you think? 
Jeez, this is always a great question. Where to begin? A <laughs> great answer. Um, well, I think number one, biggest bright side, Stanko in for Eric Alexander. I was yeah. fucking doing backflips in my Anyone car. But Eric- and um, yeah, I didn't know that Maddox was not well. So that was surprising at first. I never know what's going on. None of us do. No. Nick, how'd you feel about Adi? You had some things to say about Adi in the past, but we love him again. How'd you feel to have him back out there starting? I think that I was expecting him to do exactly what he did in the game. I mean, I just don't feel like the way that we utilize him is very uh, conducive to the way that we should be playing. I mean, we, we you know when he's starting, you know there's going to be a ton of long balls and whatnot but other than that i mean I, I was kind of annoyed by that because i figured that's what we're, how we were going to try to play this game didn't really think too much of it i think stanko was the one i was kind of curious how he was going to perform and i as you'll see because i'll talk about it he did well in my opinion uh do you guys see adi get kicked in the nuts right in the grapes <laughs> wherever you kick adi below the waist you're hitting him in the dick <laughs> um what else so the game began and uh i'd say first half you know what i'm giving the award for better team to FCC. So there you have it. That's good for something. Scoreless first half. If there's any doubt, this is truly Frankie Amaya's team, because I'm saying that. But uh, as for chances, we had some good one. Adi had a through ball from Roland Lamont early in the game. How did it look from 124? I thought it was a goal coming. Yeah, it should have been. He had another chance off uh, Frankie Amaya, free kick, who, uh, Frankie Amaya, he's taken some of the reps away from our boy Manu, but you can't be mad at him. He's just a lovable little tiger beat there. And a great save by Robles kept it out. I don't know, Nick, first half we looked pretty decent. What'd you think about what was happening out there? Had some chances. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. All the confidence in the world was on our side. Um had some deadly chances, like you guys talked about. Adi, that has to be. He's got to put that in, set the tone for the game. Um, so that was a real bummer that he missed the, that through ball. Lamal played him. Yeah, I mean, possession was was good. We looked confident. We were we were taking it to him, utilizing the space on the field really well. I thought it just really boils down to the fact that we just couldn't find that that last penetrating pass through again. I mean, it just seems to be the the problem that we 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 are uh, facing here with our our team, but. Frankie, man, I just, this was the game. He really stood out to me. It's like he's just got so much more confidence now. He's, he's trying things. He's taking people on. And, I mean, the first half to me was, was all about Frankie as far as, as far as I could tell. I think it was all about Tab Ramos <clears throat> and Frankie giving him the big middle finger. Zach, yeah. talk to me. Well, I'm certainly happy he's left out of that U20 roster now. Um, Phil Hall will be home soon. Am I right? U20 talk. Go ahead. Uh, you also failed to mention Adi had one. He took off his chest and then had an awkward shot with his left foot. Not very good. He had one before that on the ground with his left foot. I'm noticing a pattern. He can't use it. So we did have the one killer ball that was Lamaze through ball and then the one that was placed right on Adi's chest. So like a final pass was kind of there and uh, the finishing wasn't. It was in the first time. Yeah. And then Frankie Amaya, he had the ball um, on the right side, about 10 yards outside of the box, surrounded by some guys. I screamed out. He had to hurt me. Style on him. He cut in. He cut around. He ripped a fucking shot. Robles had a cover, but he had to make a save, push it over the top of the ball. And I was like, oh, baby, for such a small package, this guy can really kick the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was telling Nick, uh, the highlights I watched when we signed him or drafted him whatever and uh 
it was all a little dink, a little dink, and then put it over the top. <laughs> That's like his MO. Hey, that was a shot on target. Oh, I was celebrating midair. <laughs> that would have been fucking glorious. But something our boy, um, Kalar co-host, Kakarot, will really be celebrating. He really hates the outswinging corner kicks. And looks like we might be putting those to bed for a little while. Because Ledesma was taking them on both sides. This week, Kenny, not Kenny, Frankie take uh r.i.p frankie taking the inswingers on the opposite side while ledesma took the other side what do you think nick how about those corner kicks thought he had some good services um not to be a too overly analytical but some of them were a little lofty he could he could have drove them a little bit a little bit more of a line drive but for the most part they seem to be reaching the attended or the uh yeah the targets that he's going for so yeah, I thought uh, I thought he had a great game in that regard of uh, of his services, and Ledesma seems to agree. <laughs> yeah, he did like that tweet, which I thought was odd. But uh, yeah, he didn't put any into the first defender, which you can't say about Ledesma, and you definitely couldn't say about Kenny last year. He didn't take any dead balls where you're like, oh, come the fuck on, Frankie. They were all good. And uh, I'll never understand how a professional can fuck up their corner kicks so often, but... Some of these guys just can't do it. Uh, anything else in the first half? I don't remember too many. I'm sure they had a few chances, but I don't remember too many dicey moments with the Red Bull in the first half. No, I know uh, there was a cross that came in that looked a little dicey where Spencer came out and punched it away. It was very good. No, I felt pretty confident. I think it was about 25-minute mark where I was like, man, our kind of our spell is over for a little yeah. while there. But uh, We did have a good attempt uh, on their goal with the, their – Keeper, what was his name? Robles. So I don't even know what his name is, but really, yeah, really quick. I've uh, been playing for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. Um, sure. Thanks. His his reaction time on a on a header. I don't know. I can't remember who who put that in, but uh, I I thought that was a for sure goal. But kudos to that guy for for making that save. Yeah, it was Adi. One thing I noticed in the first half, and the crowd was getting quite angry. Adi was not getting those calls. He started off getting bear hugged a few times, and then he, he went down easy some other times. But the ref was just not calling that, and we were getting quite frustrated. I know. I was just I was laughing. I was telling Zach that I've never seen so many chess passes, <laughs> and then that game with Adi because like he would get these long balls, and a lot of them would bounce up to his chest, and he had like you know try to make a one touch pass, and he's like chest balling the shit out of this. I mean, he had to like have a bruise on his chest when he got in at halftime. But uh, this thought that was funny. I want to point that out. <laughs> I'm really glad you did. We're dying over here. Guys, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Second half, not a lot to talk about for old FC Cincinnati. It seemed like we were, uh, you know, if we thought we had ideas in the first half, we definitely did not seem to have many in the second half at all. And I was thinking that 0-0 was sounding better and better. But unfortunately, in the 78th minute, yeah, we'll skip right up to there. Zach, I don't exactly remember what happened. Can you describe the boofing in the 78th minute from uh, Lord Deplon? Not really anything that happened until he gets the ball and seems to turn backwards. And you described it perfectly. You boofed it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were able to slide it right under Richie before he could get down low enough. And uh, Yeah, definitely TT's play of the week. Yeah, De- no, Deplon seemed uh, pretty dejected. But I think uh, everyone knows he's done great all season. Only players play all. I think every minute of every game so far. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those deals where it looked like the ball was maybe played a little bit too quickly for him, like didn't have his feet set and got like stuck on his instep and just had like a weird little deflection off his foot. And uh, 
Yeah, you feel terrible. I mean, like, good players have bad moments like that. And unfortunately, when you're a defender and you have a bad moment, a lot of times it leads to a goal and it makes it more memorable than when a, a striker fucks up, you know. So, I don't know. I felt pretty bad for him because, like you said, he's been – God, like, like, if there was three players we could take with us uh, to the, the team next year, he would definitely be one of them for me. I think he's proved it. And uh, I was really bummed, man. It was just – really kind of just took the wind out of the, the stadium. I sat with Nick last night, not with Jonah in his section, but I was saying to Nick around, I don't know, 65, 67 minutes, something like that. It's feeling a little cotchy out here because things are stagnant and we're not making any subs and we could use some type of spark, something off the bench, and it just didn't come. And then 78th minute when they scored that goal, they had already used all three of their subs the Red Bulls had. We hadn't gone to the bench and I was, I don't know. Yeah, I would say I started getting really antsy, probably like the 75th. 70th, I think we started screaming sub at Johan because like they kept having these powwows and then like Austin Barry would like walk towards the players like he's going to tell somebody now and then he would just like stop and not say anything. I was like, oh, fuck. And they would talk some more. They would talk some more. The goal went in and like my immediate reaction, I was like, stop now, you idiot or something. And Carl Linder was in our section. I yelled down, Carl, tell him to stop. And then I yelled, my name is Alex Coons. <laughs> um, but by then it was like, you see, you fucking idiot. And then I don't, 81st minute, then we finally make a sub. And uh, Miku Kudamane wasn't great, but he was fine. And he at least was something different. Very frustrating. But the big news for me. Oh, yeah, they, it was a double sub. Nazmi also came in. <sighs> Zach, Nazmi freed again. How did it feel? I know I just felt warm. I screamed my little heart out for Nazmi. No matter what he did out there, I was, I was excited for him. I was excited for him, but... Yeah, it's just a frustrating substitution. You would like to see him come in at 0-0. I think it would have helped. He had a couple good touches and a couple heavy touches. I don't know. It was just like not a good situation to step into. There was one where we were down 2 nothing. He was right there at the top of the box. That's his spot, man. And uh, Kakuta wouldn't give him the ball. Wouldn't have really mattered. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm beyond annoyed at our late substitutions there. My takeaway is this is... Maybe a hot take. Um, Demay out. Well, what I'm going to say is Koch out, Demay in. Sure, that sounds all right. Except I think the only difference is that Frankie is starting now. That's the only reason we look better. I don't think besides that, it looks like the same team playing the same way. And it's just Frankie is really the difference. That first game, you know, it was all that passing back and forth with Hoyt and Waston just like kicking it around like, oh, we're passing now. But yeah, now it doesn't look <laughs> doesn't look much different than it ever t- looked before. Yeah, I'm just saying like, we're not like pinging the ball around any better, except that Frankie Amaya is like running his ass off and showing for every single ball. He's the difference. Like besides that, I don't really see any like philosophy change or like attitude change. If I could interject this on that point too, on the on the other side of it, defensively, he was just. I know I said this word about four hundred times last night. Zach was about to throw up if I said it one more time, but he was an absolute menace. I mean, he was he was breaking up a lot of their passing, um, the Red Bull. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I just want to interject that because uh, that's you know something else that we really need is is somebody that can really step in and break up some of their onslaughts. Been as good almost defensively as he's been offensively. He's a real pest. He won't let you go. You think you got him shook. He doesn't. He even got like one guy on uh, the Red Bulls pretty animated by the sideline, pestering him, and a little shoves back and forth. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, according to Twitter, he was the first one to dap up Deplon after his boof. Tell him it's gonna be all right, bro. 
Frankie's here to make everything all right. Should be added. We did not ever use that third sub, and I'm burying the lead, but my man, Rashawn Daly. Sure, Dally. we've been waiting for left on the bench. He would have been a nice third sub to come in to try or just fucking get him in the game just for the hell of it. No, I think at 0-0, around that, like, you know, the mid-60s, that's when I'm thinking, like, well, Adi hasn't started in a while, and he's definitely, like, you didn't see the goal coming from him in the second half. You know, there was his chances in the first half. And he had one, like, through ball that he got onto and had a decent touch that the goalie came and collected. But uh, he needed to come off, I think. And we didn't really, I mean, Rashawn is not an out-and-out striker. But fucking throw him on there, move somebody else up front, anybody. Just try to do something different. Yeah, that Akash special is leaving the third sub on the bench. That was one of the things we complained about the most during seemingly uncomplainable times was Corbin Bone getting worked into the ground, playing three games in seven days. And on the third game, him going the full 90 when we're up like two goals and we have a sub on the bench and you're just like pulling your hair out. Like, why are they doing this to him? We've got an extra sub. Why aren't we using it? So, you know, gotcha, the lasting, lasting imprint. And then they scored a goal in extra time to really finally put the, the nail in our coffin. Uh, the game just seemed like a slow psychological transition from... FCC having all the confidence and all the play, the run of play to the Red Bulls kind of like maybe, maybe not necessarily playing for a tie, but obviously towards the beginning of the game, they look like they would be content with the zero zero result to the second half where they kind of started realizing that we would just, we just kind of like Zach said, our spell was over. We, we kind of lost our, our uh, attack proudness. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, I think we can actually get three points on this team. And they started kind of building and they look they look pretty dangerous they have uh they got some guys in the midfield that can just really string some shit together and it never looked safe but it definitely in the second half it started looking like it was crumbling for us and i don't know the, the thing i will say the the takeaway from all this is yeah the subs absolutely that to me was kind of mismanaged and i think that uh, I, I hate to you know throw alvis powell under the bus but he had some just really heavy touches and i think he should have been out around the 65th minute at least because he just was not helping anything um, in my opinion. But um, you know, he had, he had a, some good touches and stuff in the first half, but I think that should have been the sub. But the last thing I, I, I want to say is that I, I do like that there's a lot of great takes actually from our fan base where people are realizing that we actually played a good game. It was actually a good game possession. It wasn't a great game, but you know, we were stringing stuff together. We were looking confident. We had, we had to run a play. We were kind of dictating it, how everything was going. And it just boils down to that we couldn't get a goal. We could not score, which is our biggest problem. That is the most glaring problem. And once we find that goal scorer, we got one or two more good offensive players. I think, think that that's when we can really turn a corner. So I was going to say that the midfield three yesterday, that was the best group since Koch has been out. These three, I don't know. It could just be a coincidence, but they seem to be like on the same page more than the other groupings. Again, it's different opponents every week, so things change. But uh, I thought these three all played pretty well together. And uh, I agree with Nick, especially like in that second half. Yeah, around like 60 minute mark. I don't know if he got tired or what, but Powell's touches became pretty atrocious and his throwing. And um, he's getting married. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, I thought we looked pretty good for a yeah, good but, portion of the game. My yeah. only like, I don't really have any. Comp- Big complaints with the players. I just think, uh, yeah, man, at 0-0, it was really fucking stagnant in that 60th minute, 65th minute. Do something. At 0-0, you need to try to get a goal, and that wasn't coming. So whether DePlon makes that mistake or not, 
we were never going to get a goal without changing something. I don't think you should be happy with 0-0 at home. It was one of our better atmospheres this season. I think the best one since Portland. Felt good outside. Loud stadium. No excuses. I would like to see Frankie and uh, if Kenny ever plays for us again. See those two together. Dancing. Moving. Shaking together. Yeah, honestly, if Kenny was out there, I think we could have won. Also, what the fuck is going on that our whole team is injured with hamstrings? Or is that even true? Is Kenny safe (laughs) injured? Is Corbin actually injured? This was a shoulder. Whatever, though. It's man you guy. What have your advisors done to us? But let's get positive after the big loss. Let's pick an FCC of the week. Oh, you already know what you get. A $5,000 gift card to James the Jeweler. I'm upping it. We're sponsored now. We got big money to throw around. I want to see you flashing that bling, gentlemen. So, Nick, I'll let you go first. There's a few viable choices out there. You know, actually, you can talk about this. But before you pick your man of the week, Justin Hoyt at center back again? Nick Haglin on the bench again? What do you think about that back line situation, Nick? You doomed Haglund. Well, I think that Hoyt, his game yesterday was actually probably his, I don't know if I've missed anything, but he seemed to be his best performance. He looked so much more comfortable in that game than any of the other MLS starts that he's had or any of the other MLS games that we've played. So I was actually really impressed with him yesterday because I think that, uh, he was stepping up and stepping in at the right moments. He was playing very intelligent balls. He, he seemed not to do what we've seen here earlier in the season where he's playing the ball back a lot. You know, um, He seemed to be a little bit more assertive. So I've, I actually uh, kind of really came around last night on Hoyt. Haglin and is just one of those situations where I just, I just feel like I think he's a great player. He, he proved himself to be a great player with Toronto, but he just looks really shaky like on the ball a lot. And very, there's like a sense of uncertainty when he has the ball. And I think the way that Hoyt played last, last night, I don't know. I think Hoyt right now deserves the position. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he had any real bad moments, did he? Not that I remember. So, Justin Hoyt, you are Nick Thompson's ass. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I don't remember anything um, by him. I just heard some pro Haglin takes out there like, oh, we're losing all these games since Haglin's been out. But it's not like a direct correlation between his position and... Yeah, yeah it's not. It's, that's kind of a bad take. We're losing these fucking games because we're not fucking scoring goals. That's why. I mean, that is... Obviously, we're, we're, we're allowing goals to get in, not good, but the real problem is, is, is the goal scoring is not happening. So uh, I don't think Heglin in for Hoyt is going to make a, a bit of a difference, to be honest. Um, my man, though, is uh, it's got to be uh, – I have to give it to Frankie. I just, I just think he was too much of a spark. He just uh, – again, like we were saying earlier, he looked like he was kind of – Coming into his own a little bit last night, he was uh, he was growing up a little bit out there on the mm, field in front of everyone's eyes, chest right? Hair, huh? <laughs> so, you know, he's even fucking picking fights out there. Uh, me and Zach were joking about him uh, just destroying his career because he gets in a fucking fist fight. But no, he uh, he looked great and uh, very threatening on offense and defense. So, got to give it to Frankie. Duck. Well, I would just say, me and Nick were talking about this during the game. How uh, you know Haglin has got to be a little salty, especially in that second half when you see Powell keeps giving the ball away. He's got to be thinking, like, Justin Hoyt should be out there on the right, and then I get my spot back. But uh, I think, and this might be the obvious take, if they want to play the ball out of the back, like, on the ground, Justin Hoyt just seems to be more solid of a passer than Nick Haglin, and I think that's what Nick was saying. Like, he doesn't get too panicked or uh, flustered on the ball, and uh, 
Yeah, I think he just moves it around a little better. You know, defensively, Hagelin is pretty solid. You know, he can make good tackles and he seems decent in the air. But uh, yeah, Justin Hoyt, I can't really think of any mistakes. So uh, I don't have any problem with that. Anyway, I thought the best players last night were Justin Hoyt, Frankie Amaya. I thought Spencer had a couple good saves. And uh, nope. Frankie Amaya is my mm. man. Well, Frankie has won because I've been outvoted, although I do make the rules. I'd also like to add uh, Kendall Waston had some moments, as he usually does, some important tackles. And also, I I think a couple times he like jumped over Alvis Powell over in his area, kind of like a center fielder going over to left field to catch the ball over him and heading him away and then kind of like giving him a look. He's like, well, I can't trust you, so I'm just going <laughs> to fucking do it myself. Well, there was, uh, there was one in the first half. He did more than just give him a look because he called him off the ball and then uh they both went up for it and he fucking let him have it and alvis was not happy about that and uh so we yelled from the stands like we heard you because everyone (laughs) heard him call him off the ball frankie you're this week's fcc man of the week come pick up your fifteen thousand dollar gift card to james the jeweler seven days a week 24 hours a day they're always open congratulations young man i don't know what is it about this week's podcast that just feels i think it's just too hot probably say it's just because we keep losing <laughs> but uh do we remember anything for this week's edition of smash. did anybody get smashed out there uh a good smash could be Adi's nuts <laughs> got it from behind got the goat Nick, anything else smashy out there? <laughs> that was honestly the only smash that I could think of, and I hate giving it to um, that dickhead on the Red Bulls, but, man, he, he did. He got, he got fucking shot right to the nuts, man. Uh, how about you, Zach? You see anybody getting violent out there? That I'm... Frankie threw an arm. <laughs> oh, that makes me weep. Uh, Frankie threw an arm at somebody, but uh, it didn't really hurt him. And then Robles got uh, – plowed into the net in the second half like someone shoved Adi in the back maybe and he oh no Kendall had the yellow card when he was up pretty far near midfield and the guy was going on a breakaway and he kind of reached out and just kind of threw him down yeah (laughs) that was pretty funny he had to do it great play I stood and applauded yeah I did too Um, (laughs) also uh are we doing styling on him or is that gone this week's edition of oh you mad because I'm styling on Zach give us your styling on him of the week (laughs) uh Ledesma had a sweet nutmeg in the first half on 92. I remember. Uh, yeah, it was a great one. So grab, glad we brought that segment back. <laughs> it's short enough. I got one with Frankie. Talk to me. Yeah, Frankie with the, the one he shot over that we were talking about earlier. But just to cut in between his two guys like that to make that space for him to shoot was was pretty tight. I don't know if, if, if anyone really caught that. But there's two oh, yeah, quick little touches, little ch- chop touches that got him through those two defenders. I thought was pretty pretty excellent. I yelled style on him, and he obeyed. So appreciate that, Frank. Um, But let's change gears. Kevin, are you out there? Game of Thrones is over, so hopefully you get this to me in time. Give me a brand new edition of... Give it to me right now. 
And now an interview with my cat. Boo, looking at the MLS season so far, has a lot of people wondering if LAFC isn't the best MLS team of all time, but in my money, they actually look a lot like the 2017 Toronto FC team. Uh, buddy, do you have any uh, strong opinions on the LA versus Toronto debate that I just made up? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I think a, a big a big point of comparison between these two teams is actually Sebastian Giovinco and Carlos Vela, the, the talismans on these teams. Uh, do you think Giovinco uh, is better or was better in his uh, MLS playing taste versus Carlos Vela? <laughs> okay. And how about the Greg Vanny versus Bob Bradley? I think that is a huge differentiator between these two teams. Well, there you have it, folks. The debate rages on here. Toronto FC, LAFC. Is LA the best team of all time? Oh, baby. That was a good one. Nick, can you believe it? That's all I want to know. I do believe, and I feel like this is the week that he doesn't talk about scores. So Mm, I'm not falling for it. I'm not (laughs) going to fall for it. I got a question for you guys. Now that we're in the MLS... Yes, you, I want to go back. Wait, no. Are you watching? Because I'm not. Other MLS? No. <laughs> I thought that I would. At the beginning of the year, I was. Yeah. I'm not really paying attention to other teams now. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be at home, and there'll be like that primetime game. Like, oh, LAFC is playing Kansas City or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's like a, watch The Office again, I guess. Go ahead, it's Nick. like a correla- correlation for me where it's like if FCC is playing well, and we're getting results, then I'm like all about it. I'll get on ESPN, watch app or whatever the hell it's called these days and just watch some games. But here lately, I'm just, I just don't want to be reminded. <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of where, where we're at in the standings. Yeah, I mentioned how we lose listeners the more we suck. And I, I definitely don't go anywhere near like extra time radio or any of those things when we lose a game. When the Bengals would be playing well, like I could watch football like for the rest of the day if they had a great game, but... When he lost, I'm like, fuck this. I don't want any part of this right now. I don't need this in my life. So uh, we don't need you, MLS. But let's think about how right or wrong we've been a few episodes, uh, many episodes ago. Before the season began, me and Zach went through every single game on the schedule. picked whether we'd win or lose accurately, some might say. Inaccurately, most would say. But let's take a look back and see how well we've done in a segment I'm calling Remember So after the first, I think, four games, we had the point total nailed. Since then, things have kind of gotten a little weird. Um, New England, we got that right, a win. Then Philadelphia came, that monsoon game. We had that down as a win. Uh, We lost that game. Had Sporting Kansas City home as a loss. <laughs> that was a tie against their B team. Uh, don't we? We're talking about this after I read them all, which is very exciting. Lost to LAFC, yes. Real Salt Lake at home. What happened in that one? I have no idea. I'm talking about like 2 nothing or something. Nick, Real Salt Lake, you remember that one? Didn't it end up like 3 nothing? They have like a late penalty or... Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I believe it was 3 nothing. It was the dude that got his finger all bent up. Remember that? The dude wearing yeah. red shoes? Yeah. I didn't go. 3 nothing loss. Yeah. Ouch. Missed out on that one. Then Red Bulls, we called that a draw. We lost. It was almost a draw. Wasn't that the game where we kept getting close? That was the uh, post game. Yeah. Crossbar game. Yeah. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Do you think people got that? Um, I know at least one person did. So 
shouts. Um, Philadelphia Union game at Philadelphia. Again, more not scoring. So we had that as a draw. We lost that game. Uh, At San Jose Earthquakes, had that as a loss. Guess what, bitches? (laughs) We lost that game. That was the game we lost, Koch. And then we're getting back on a great prediction here. Montreal Impact. We called that a win. It was a win. Orlando City called that a draw. Big time loss. Zach, why'd you get that one so wrong? <laughs> you know, do we make this pre-Nani? We did. Yeah, see? So, yeah, it wasn't our fault. And then New York Red Bulls, we had that as a loss. Zero points. We thought they had our number, and they did. Nick, honestly, we did a pretty good job. <laughs> even though we were wrong about most of them. I think that's what we need to take away from this really shitty season is that, you know, you guys were close, you know? That's just, <laughs> we'll celebrate that. There's so little to celebrate. Um, but if we can get back on track Saturday, June 1st, at Colorado Rapids, Rapids, that's with an O, got that down as a win. How are you feeling about next week? Well, before I talk about next week, uh, I do want to say that it was pretty appropriate that last night was the Ope out, considering... Uh, the game was pretty much a giant ope. But anyway, moving on, I think uh, I think we got to win next week, man. They're, uh, it's like the battle of the basement, right? I mean, Colorado is like extremely shitty. Yes. So uh, we cannot be the shittiest team. That's, that's all I'm hoping for this year is that we're above at least one or two teams. Nick and I might both be missing this game. Oh, we're going to go back through the, all the games again? <laughs> no, I was saying we, it might be the only game I won't watch. Where are you going to be? Seeing Rancid <laughs> near Columbus. Nick, are you seeing Rancid near Columbus as well? Yes, I sure am. And uh, weirdly enough, I was telling Zach, I, I, of all the punk shows I've been to, I've actually never seen Rancid out of all, you know, big punk bands. So this this will be uh, probably the first time I'll be up there. And uh, yeah, man. I heard they're just doing their latest album in its entirety. So it should be pretty cool. That's what I'm hoping for. I, <laughs> I just have been listening to it nonstop. <laughs> Hey, you got to right here. the world's not tonight. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, that was my Tim Armstrong. They do mix. play everything. And uh, I haven't seen them before either, which seems fucking insane since since eighth grade. I've been listening to Rancid. But, uh, Suicidal Tendencies is playing as well. Jonah. Um, Suicide Machines. It's a real downer of a day. Um, <laughs> Death by Stereo, too. I'm excited yeah. to see they still them. Exist? In yeah, they do. Wow. I listened to that first album the other day. It's a... Uh, Man, it's pretty good. I don't know why I ever stopped listening to it. Let's keep talking about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, if we have Maddox back, I think if he would have come in last night as a sub around 60 or 70 minutes for Adi, it would have really fucking changed everything in the game. And a completely different look from Adi, a burst of energy. I don't know, man. I would have felt good with him coming on. That being said, I thought Adi looked decent. So, uh, I don't know. If Maddox is back and he's on the bench, um, I think that's a good plan B. We can talk about all of that and more in an endless edition of... Popuri. Guys, what do you think about... <laughs> Pat Brennan, Laurel Falfer, I'm on to you guys. My inside source says, your only inside source was Alan Koch. And now that your boy is gone, you guys seem a little saltacious. Nick, talk to me. Is Pat Brennan salty? <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Um, listening to him on WOW like a week ago, it was actually like, I believe it was the day of, this is I guess a couple weeks at this point, I'm losing track of time, but okay. the day of Koch's firing, he was on WOW and he was 
I mean, it was like pro Koch pretty much than everything he was saying. He was like, you know, like Adi is like the spokesman for the locker room. And we're talking about a guy that just got an OVI and, and he's the spokesman for the, for the locker room. Is that, is that the kind of culture that we, that we want here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, first of all, yeah, he made a huge mistake and we've made it pretty well known on, on this podcast that we have like zero tolerance for somebody doing what he did, but that in no way, shape or form means that the guy can't talk soccer to his team and talk tactics and try to be a leader in the locker room. And I don't know. I just found it very like, I don't know. This is rub me the wrong way because, you know, I think it was pretty obvious. Koch had made, he's made a ton of mistakes and you're sitting here kind of like brown nosing a guy a little bit. And it's like, I don't know. It, so what you just said was the first time I've heard that, but that makes a lot of sense when I think back about uh, that WOW interview that he did. Zach. <laughs> um, well, are we allowed to say that? You can bleep that out if you want. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when Koch got fired, the first thing fucking Pat Brennan tweets is like, why do you guys think I asked him if he thought his job was safe three weeks ago? I'm like, you, I, I've never seen another journalist need to point out the fact that they knew something obvious when someone yeah <laughs> something obvious because someone else said so it's the exact same thing when taylor twelman was like i think cincinnati's gonna get the mls bid it's like what the fuck have i been saying for like the past six months i'm like yeah dude we've all been saying that everyone knew we were gonna get it as long as we got that stadium and i'll be honest i think the pride slack and some of jonah's buddies whatever <laughs> no way more information that pat brennan could ever hope to know I don't think he really has any inside information. And people, Not anymore. People tweet at him for like, oh, do you think, is Kenny safe, like, really injured? And he's like, well, he's been disgruntled since. Like, you're not answering the question because I don't think you really fucking know. Yeah. Because the one guy who would give him some info was Alan Koch and he's gone. Speaking of Kenny safe, I only have two free athletic articles a month. So I was already over my quota for the Kenny safe article. It was kind of confusing. The article implies he was upset about playing time, but then also mentions that he had injured his hamstring recently. So it's like, is are the two connected or anything at all? But, uh, you know, he, sometimes he seems like a little bit of a grumpy Gus. What do you think? You think he's a grumpy Gus or you think he's a joyous Joey, Nick? I, don't know, I get mixed feelings about him. Um, I feel like it is pretty obvious he is frustrated with this team and, and the way that things are going. And, and I, I mean, I don't blame the guy. He was brought in to kind of be, you know, kind of a, a leader and a, and a playmaker on the field. And I just think he's been played in the wrong positions for the most part. I think the injury, he probably does have somewhat of an injury. I'm sure that's frustrating to him. I don't want to jump on the boat of like, well, he just got, he's just got a bad attitude, blah, blah, blah. I think a player like that who's played at, you know, fairly high levels and, and has a skill that he does, you're going to get fucking pissed. You're going to get like bent out of shape when you're, you know, playing with a team that's just not performing and you're, you're playing with coaches that are seem to be mismanaging. Um, so I don't really, I don't know. I don't really, uh, I don't, I don't want to come down on the guy because of, you know, how seemingly uh, upset he has seemed here uh, this season. But um, I don't know. Not surprising take from a pro Palestine guy. Zach, what are your thoughts on Kenny? <laughs> Well, I'm with Nick on. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for Nick's views on Palestine, but <laughs> he speaks for himself. <laughs> um, I don't care if he was angry. I would probably be angry too. That uh, he probably didn't respect Alan Koch. I think maybe he got sold on some shit, and they didn't come to fruition. But on the field, it never seemed like a lack of effort from him. 
He doesn't bleed orange and blue. No, not like Eric Alexander does. <laughs> right. uh, but I hope to see him back. I'd like to see him back out there. Let's, let's get healthy, gang. Yeah, man. If I was going to pick like between a sour attitude, Kenny Safe, and um, someone who's putting people's lives in danger, like Fernando Adi, like, fuck, put, start <laughs> Kenny Safe all the time. say Eric Alexander, like on the field, like, putting people's lives in danger. <laughs> all, the med- all his medicine ball, all the hospital balls he's playing. <laughs> he's putting his own life in danger. It's a walking heart, heart attack out there. Uh, uh, lumbering heart attack. But other big news. This was huge, guys. This was absolutely enormous. FCC signed Portland's Youth Academy guy person to do it for us. All you hear about was how terrible Portland's Youth Academy is. But, hey, he's got MLX experience, just like Liz did. So I'm looking forward to that. Nick, did you get a raging blue pill when you heard about that story? I just now heard about it with you mentioning it here. (laughs) And... I can tell you, even if I heard this a week ago, I would still be so incredibly unenthusiastic about hearing it. I really don't care. I just, yeah, whatever. Well, like Pat Brennan pointed out that like he's got like some coaching license or some license for whatever country or, or like the GM or I don't know. It's like, oh, this could be something. I don't know the fa- how I'm describing it really sums it up. It's like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Anytime Pat says, Hmm, this is something to think about. It never is. <laughs> it's never worth thinking about. Or like, this could be something interesting to watch. It never is. <laughs> what is so? What's the guy, what's the guy's position again? Well, he's gonna run like the youth side, and maybe up to like the USL. Okay. Ooh, thunder okay. out there. It's storming. Nick, is it storming there? Because it's storming it, here. It is not. It's just uh, sprinkling a little bit. Oh. But uh, first director, not too bad. Larry Sunderland tabbed. Wow, he's an old guy, but he's got the cool uh, alt-right haircut. Larry Sunderland tabbed first director of player development. Ba- it's a bad day for Sunderland, I'll tell you that much. All right, guys. Saw that, yeah. No good. Uh, ope out. Oh, lots of opes out there. Nick, how'd it feel, all those opes? Really warm your heart? It did. Obviously, I wasn't committing to buying a shirt until I saw that it was going to be a pretty big thing. <laughs> and, and then I... And then I I decided the eleventh hour, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should be divulging this information. You have been telling people for like weeks now that there's no shirts left, but uh, there was one left, folks. There's always and, uh, one for you, Nick. There's always thank you. one for you, Zach. Talk to me. <laughs> uh, I think, including me and Nick, there was probably three of us in one twenty-four. Most of the Ope shirts seem to be in the Bailey. It's Bailey and GA. Bailey and GA, but uh, it was fucking great. Look over there and see so many of them in a. Uh, really yeah, makes you think really just warms your heart a little bit like <laughs> wow look what we can do jeez and uh in the, in the middle of all this darkness the worst part about the op out was i think i've worn jeans to every single game i've ever gone to black jeans don't know where this is going and um yesterday i was like man it's 90 degrees i'm gonna put on a pair of shorts show up at jonah's house i'm wearing my op shirt and my shorts that have faded blue what's jonah wearing his op shirt and his shorts that have faded and uh, we looked exactly the same. Exactly the same. And then we have to long walk to the stadium dressed exactly the same. And uh, we look relatively similar on top of that. Uh, it just feels embarrassing. It's like if you accidentally dress like your kid. It's like, no, that's just an accident. For fuck's sake. Uh, I always try to dress like my kids. Um, but luckily, we did not sit in the same section. So I yeah. was telling Z- Thunder. I was telling Thunder. Zach that it's like when you grow up with a sibling and you're the older sibling and the younger one gets dressed just like you at a certain age that starts pissing you off 
it's like you just never think that you'd be, you know, getting pushing 40 and it's still happening. <laughs> You're wearing the Elm shirt too? Unbelievable. Who could have thunk it? Nick, you got anything else to get off your barrel chest before? Uh, do you want to describe the injury and let people know that you, how you were playing through pain out there for the good of the, the good of the cause? Well, if you look up sesamoid bones uh, in your feet, they're at the bottom of your foot on the ball of your foot, and you have a tendon that goes right through there. And I have fractured sesamoid bones on both feet. Um, I don't know how that happened on both of them, but my left foot is worse. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, if I keep playing on it, it's going to smash these bones into smaller and smaller pieces, which will eventually start affecting my blood circulation in my foot. Oof. Um, so obviously, um, you know, I'm probably going to have to get both feet amputated. But <laughs> that that is what's going on. So I'm, I'm basically resting. I'm resting my feet right now. And uh, I'm just taking it easy, man. I got one of those little scooters like that you put one <laughs> foot up <laughs> and you just kind of scoot around the house. I'm just kidding. I don't got that. Anyway, you can imagine it, and it's funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's where I'm at with my my foot. Yeah, there are Pride FC signups, and you're not going to be a part of the next session, Nick. You missed your chance. Don't think, don't think I can do it. What do we got for chance this week? Let's bring him back. I was just thinking about Nick's foot, and then I was thinking about Corbin Bone. I mean, Frankie Amaya. He's young. He's deserving of a chance. <laughs> I cheer for Frank Amaya. He kicks that soccer ball. Right. Right. No. Sublime. That's sublime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say it again in my head or it hurts or you can say Frank cheer for Frank Maya he kicks a soccer ball if I had a bunch of soccer balls well he'd kick them all <laughs> we're back oh, man. this shit's easy baby uh, balls are <laughs> what I kick <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. That's really storming out there. Glad the game wasn't happening right now. Uh, Zach, what's your sublime chant? Oh, jeez. Um, date rape, date rape. I was trying to think one for date rape. Maybe we could give ourselves admission, you know? It worked great with Broadway shows. Yeah, how about this? How about listeners? Tweet us uh, your favorite songs and we'll turn them all into FCC songs. Because, you know, as long as we keep losing... Shit's going stale. We need to have a little fun. I don't want to turn this into uh Cincy Baby Talk. Cincy Baby Talk, but uh let me play a little song that my kid wrote. I might play this for you, Jonah. I'm ready. Just keeps cracking me up. Hold on, let's start over. <laughs> it's pretty raw. <laughs> It's stretching your testicles, squeezing your testicles, and you stretch your pee-pee out. <laughs> CPS, are you out there? What is going on? <laughs> Nick, your kid's got any testicle songs? <laughs> Can you compete? I'm virtually, like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> well, stop. The problem is... He's got a big ass mirror across from his bed now, so he gets done with a bath. He's like, "Take my towel off," and then he's literally like <laughs> stretching his testicles out. Like, what is that song? One little bounce of towel, sweet as That's like what I'm thinking about here. Yeah, though. I mean that's what it is. He's uh, the weird owl of uh, toddlers. I had uh, 
the auto-tune going for my kids. Let's see if uh, Google Photos will load for... Uh, my one kid does. Anytime I give him the mic, she's like, FCC, FCC, <laughs> FCC, FCC, FCC. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> fucking nailed it, Arlo. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Man, that is good. Um, let's hear if he does an FCC. This is great. <laughs> Sing Arlo Barlow's little baby sitting in a chair. But yeah, FCC, FCC. Um, in honor, should our first uh, task to ourselves be And Out Come the Wolves, a chant for every every song? There's I think there's there are 20 tracks on that. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did that with... Uh, was it Revolver or Sgt. Pepper's? I think it was Revolver. I ended up skipping some. But let's say Chance From. We don't have to do all of them, but, you know, at least the ones everybody knows. I think there's at least eight songs that are chant-worthy. Nick, do you want to give it a go this week when you think about it? Think about, you know, Give Van Out, Come the Wolves by Rancid. Give it a listen and see if you can uh, attach it to any of our boys. I think so. There's got to be something there with Ruby Soho. There's got to be, got to be something there. But that's something to look forward to next week. Um, final thoughts, Nick, before let's get out of here. I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, longtime Nifey Lion radio listener Mike. I think it's Healed. Yes. Healed. Voice mm-hmm. crack. On Twitter, he somehow recognized me, which is scary that people can now recognize me. And uh, I think it was the, have, the Ope shirt in one twenty four, the rare Ope that shirt. Could be, could be that. But he uh, introduced himself and uh, cool guy. Means Zach met him. And uh, this another shout out to Mike Coates. He listens to the uh, podcast. I didn't know that. He's a friend from. Uh, for a long time, and uh, and Shorty, he he hates the four three three. One he, thing we were talking about yesterday. Sorry, he's a great guy. I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, when a new manager comes in, did we talk about this on the pod? How Jimmy's done, right? Probably because all sentimentality is out the window. Maybe the end Frankie's the new Jimmy. Frankie's the new Jimmy. Maybe at the end of the year when playoffs have been eliminated. Maybe we were talking about. Um, oh, it'd have to be like a Rudy situation. And you're thinking like, none of these guys are laying their jersey on the coach's <laughs> desk. Like, I want Jimmy to play for me, coach. Because like, even, Le- I'm just saying like, even Ledesma is like, nah. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Not this week. That's Ledesma? <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Not this week. I am Emmanuel Ledesma. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have to mute it. Damn, Nick, your kids are soft. (laughs) The kids are like puppies. Can't handle the thunder. (laughs) Gotta get my thunder vest. Um, My final thoughts. Great game. (laughs) Almost had it. Right there for the taking. Uh, It was a good game. It was a fun game. Not bad, yeah. Not a total nightmare. Next week, we'll keep soldiering on. Um, Maybe we'll have a sponsor. Maybe we won't. But just know, if you have a sponsor, you're not alone. You're never alone. Shout out to Bill Wolf. You are not alone. The CST tier, rocking the Knifey Lion radio scarf and an Ope shirt. You're what it's all about, William. Zach, your final thoughts? Great game. Frankie is the man. Let's get 20 minutes of Nazmi next week. Nick, say something. My kids are currently crying because of uh, how loud that thunder was. I'm trying to... Uh... <laughs> hear that trying to take care of them right now well that could be your final thought that's perfect that is my final thought 
My kids are loving it. First place forever. Oh, last place forever. Where is my kid? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, Amelia, what's good? Testicle stretching forever. Drink that bubble tea. Oh, forever. If you're interested in the Ope shirt, if you think there's, if there's enough people worthy of a second run, tweet it at me. Let me know. Maybe we can talk about it. Rise together. Rise together. <laughs> Goodbye. Couldn't see to it. the end, to the end, I'll turn